one week of non-stop partying guaranteed to blow away so many brain cells you won't even remember your name. Every one of these years, by sunrise Easter morning, I'm telling the whole school you're a bender. Welcome to spring break, the annual migration of the idiot. Hey, biker parking only. Get a grip. Chill Look, we don't want any trouble, all right? Edward Diablo Santor, the state stands ready to execute you as charged. Do you have any last words? May the Lord have mercy on you. Drunk breakers. Thinking it's a fun trick. Stick the office biker buddies. He vowed he was coming back. Deadly weapon. That's cause to blow your fucking pretty head off. Who killed my friend? Who? Listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Site Intermission Episode 45. And I'm your host, Lee. Annual Migration of the Idiot Russell. And I am joined by my co-host, Paul. Heathen Invader Romali. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, sir. Yeah. Uh, we're doing the, the second of our little bit of bonus content for October here. Uh, we're going to be talking about Nightmare Beach, 1989. Uh 
a little bit of a Umberto Lindsay joint, kind of. We'll, we'll get into those details as we talk yep. about the film. But uh, uh, yeah, this honestly, I like this film more every time I watch it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we'll get into it when we talk about it. Uh, we're gonna cut off here for a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the film. Motion Picture Massacre. Fuck you. We talk about exploitation movies, grindhouse movies, fucking cult movies, horror movies, okay? We don't talk about fucking romantic comedies over here. We're not talking about fucking Sandra Bullock or some shit. We're talking about good movies, the kind that people like to watch. Yes! Uh, okay, Nightmare Beach, 1989, a.k.a. Welcome to Spring Break. Mm. And uh, You so have a directed... version of it with that title. Okay, cool, cool. Directed by James Justice, uh, going by the name of, of Harry Kirkpatrick here, who basically took over duties for Umberto Lindsay, who is also credited here. I don't mm-hmm. know how much of this Lindsay actually did. There's a lot of, like, speculation between you know between you know different stories about how much Lindsay actually did because like apparently Lindsay thought this was too much like some of the other films he had done in the past and he didn't want to do it which I can't remember any Umberto Lindsay films being quite like this one (laughs) because Umberto Lindsay I would argue maybe one of the more unsung great Italian genre dudes because absolutely yeah, because people really don't talk about him when they talk about like great Italian horror stuff. Like they don't, yeah, you know, like Umberto Lanzi and Bruno Mattai. They don't talk about enough. Yeah, now Mattai, I get it a little bit more because a lot of his stuff is just absolute trash. Yeah, I like it. But Umberto Lanzi, his stuff, I think most of it kind of stacks up to the stuff people always talk about, right? Like. Argento, Fulci, those guys, mm-hmm. Bava, um, both Bavas, uh, because like he he did Eyeball, Spasmo, uh, Seven Bloodstained Orchids, uh, yeah. Nightmare oh, City. Eyeball, Eyeball is the same thing as uh, Eyeball is the same thing as X Ray. Mm. Yep. Uh, Seven Bloodstained Orchids. Yep. Uh, not was it. Uh, uh, there's another film I have called Seven Seven Jewels of the Seven Jewels of Seven Curses Seven Cursed Jewels or something like that. This is one of the worst werewolf movies I've ever seen in my life. A guy <laughs> gets bare on his face and runs around naked. Oh, it's, it's horrible. So that's so so it's the male version of Werewolf Woman. Exactly. So I have both now. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I've completed the set. Actually, Werewolf Woman is sexy as hell, but it's because it's the other way around. Right. But also, you know, like he did he did Nightmare City, which is a personal thing. Nightmare City is fantastic. But, but here's the thing, like, he was still doing stuff like late period Italian film industry before, like, the bottom fell out. And he was kind of like the only guy kind of still doing it and doing quality shit. He, he goes on to do, like, you know, Ghost House and stuff yep. like that. And before that, earlier on in the 80s and, like, late 70s, he was doing, like, Eaten Alive and Cannibal Furox. And, like, he did a bunch of notable shit. And, like, he, I don't think he gets enough credit 
for for his filmography honestly um like like he's one of the guys who lasted longer than a lot of the italian genre directors like a lot of them were dropping dead like late 80s early 90s yeah um this is written by Umberto Lindsay and uh, Vittorio Rambaldi, who actually wrote on uh, Primal Rage as well, which is the, uh, honestly, you got to say like 28 days later, you hack, because it's all about a lab monkey biting people and giving them a rage virus. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and also James Justice wrote on this, and he also wrote on Primal Rage as well. So uh, there you go. Uh, we have the cast here, and I'll go through it quick, but, uh, it, of course, Paul, if, if you have anything to say about any of these people, please uh, cut in. Nicholas Detoth as Skip Banachek. Sarah Buxton as Gail Jackson. The great John Saxon as Stryker. The great, uh, great John Saxon. And, and surprisingly, the not the most creepy vibe movies he's ever been in. No. I have another one where he's... I have one. I'm trying to think if it's called like Prison of the Living Dead or whatever. He's a real fuckwad in that one. Yeah, I have it here. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's some weird, weird ass film. I'll get you the title later. It's 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 pretty good. He plays basically a warden in this prison where they're like locking people off, and then somebody gets a virus, and then everybody just goes nuts, and there's a bunch of uh, living dead people. But he's a real prick about it. It's a it's a very interesting weird film with John Saxon. He was actually really good in Hell Hellmaster too. If you ever seen that one, that's another weird John Saxon film I have. I think it's very one. Yeah, yeah. so definitely uh, check those out. We got we also got the great Michael Parks as Doc Willett here. Um, honestly, John Saxon and Michael Parks way above the pay grade of this film. And, yes. and I'm not I'm not saying that to shit on the film. I'm just saying it's like. Wow, you got lucky getting these guys in this. Um, we got Lance Legault as uh, Reverend Bales. And that is one of my... I was so happy when he was in this mm. film. Once I saw he was in this film, he is, from what I know, my what, what I love is Werewolf, the TV series, mm. uh, USA TV series uh, with a silver bullet with Elvira fucking you know commercials and shit from 1986 and 87. He played Alamo Joe, a.k.a. Joe Rogan, the bounty hunter that was off after John J. York in the yes. Werewolf series. So definitely, definitely worth a watch there because it was very nice to see him playing this role. I got a kick out of it. Uh, we got Rally Valverde as Ronnie Rivera, Tony Bolano as Edward Diablo Santor, uh, Yamalit Hildagio as Trina, uh, Luis Valderrama as Dog, and Karen Elder as Mustang Driver. I'm very ashamed to say this. I came from a, a place in in uh, Pennsylvania named Berwick, also known as Barrick, to our English uh-huh. friend, and. Uh, they the the team mascot were the Berwick Bulldogs, but they were spelled D A W G S the dogs. <laughs> so you're having a school mascot spelled incorrectly, and it's just spelled the same way in this film. Yeah, and uh, I think I've told you this before. Like there, there's a Berwick here in Nova Scotia too. Mm-hmm. That's like I don't know, fifteen minutes away. From, mm-hmm. from where I am, kind of like yeah. in, in, a, in a drive, yeah. Um, 
So we have a synopsis here from Claudio Carvalho. Uh, in Miami, the leader of the Demon's Motorcycle game, Di Gang Diablo, is sentenced to the electric chair. Before being executed, he says that he's innocent and was framed by the chief of police, Stryker, in the murder of a young woman. He promises to return from beyond to seek revenge. In the Easter holiday, the city is crowded by young people when a uh, biker gives a ride to a young woman and electrocutes her on the road. Meanwhile, the body of Diablo is missing in his grave, and the Mayor Loomis, Doc Willett, Stryker, and Reverend Bates uh, believe his gang has stolen his coffin. When the corpse of the young woman is found, they decide to cover up the information to the press. The football players and friends Skip and Ronnie come to the city to forget the defeat in their last game and have a good time. They meet the bartender Gale, and soon Ronnie gets in trouble with the Demon's gang. They beat him, and immediately after, he is burned by the mysterious biker. However, Loomis and Stryker press Doc Willett to vanish with Ronnie's body. When Skip decides to look for his friend, he finds a ring of corruption in the city while the mysterious biker precedes his crime spree. Yeah, not worded 100%. I'm going to assume. 100%, no. I mean, it is interesting that uh, apparently the Demons bike gang has the actual logo of Demons the movie on their yes. on their thing. So that's 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 a good one. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty that. awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, a cameo from Michelle Savoy would be uh, uh, would be apropos in his mask. I think that mm -hmm. would be something that would be pretty cool. Wouldn't but the but, I just say, like, wouldn't that be something if he like showed up in one of the crowd shots of like one of those, like, hey, here's a wet T-shirt contest? Exactly. Like, no, yeah. Uh, the one thing about this film I can say is grossly underboobed and underbushed. Especially there was it, a because there was Italian writers. This is, I feel gypped. There's a lot of side boob. Yes, and, I'll give you a very and very very little front. Like they they when they do the wet T-shirt contest segment. They're really teasing with that. Like they mm -hmm. they give the boobs away a little bit, but it's a big tease. I mean, like, considering the, the fact that there's a woman that's actually a known prostitute in the film, I am ripped mm -hmm. off by there. There isn't Bush too, even I've, Dead Bush. Yeah, I'm. That's one of the perplexing things about this. It's just like so they're mashing up basically hard bodies. They're they're mashing up a sex comedy with the wraith or nail gun massacre or something yeah. like that. Like they're kind of squishing those two things together because the killer's very wraith nail gun massacre adjacent. Right. right? Like, and also like maybe you, you could say like later days, yellow in a way, like, he, you know, he doesn't have yeah. the trench coat, but it's all black it's leather. The same and kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And well, and the fact that he doesn't really have like a real big motorcycle, he like almost has like a scooter looking motorcycle, like a like a giallo kind of thing, uh -huh. like a little bike look. I, I feel like this is one of those cases where like it's Italians think they know what American cinema is like and they're trying to recreate it, yes, and uh, absolutely, and, and they're getting a ton of things wrong, but it's delightfully so how they're getting it wrong. I absolutely adore how crazy 80s this film is. Yeah. Like, with all the kills and stuff, and, like, how, like, leather isn't groundproof, but yet you're not getting shocked, but this is still, I don't care, because this is fucking fucking amazing. <laughs> like, that, like, that kind of shit. Like, it's so yeah. fucking good. As soon as I saw the first kill, I was completely hooked on this film. Like, as soon as I saw a girl electrocuted in the same bike seat that the guy was sitting in, and she just mm -hmm. blew in the flames, I'm like... This is the best thing I've ever seen. 
just the concept of like the killer, his murder weapon is his motorcycle, and it's not in the way you would think. He's not running people down. He's no. getting them on his motorcycle and electrocuting them. Like that's that's crazy pants shit that had never been done up to that point. As right? soon as I saw that, and I saw it a couple, you know, with him, like well, the guy was going like like punch him, and he sidestepped, and like he got shocked too. But when I first saw the thing, I just thought of like. Is this like a like a, a literal reference of 1984's Ride the Lightning from Metallica? Like, is this what happens <laughs> right now? Like, is this what's happening? Like, this is insane. I, I mean, I mean, the music kind of fits. Like, it's not quite the hardcore thrash stuff that Metallica was doing in the early 80s before they got mainstream or whatever. But like, it it's kind of thrash with a little bit of hair metal in it. Yeah, the entire it's, soundtrack. It's very 80s. 80s is yeah. Yeah, and that's why I don't think this like I don't think this film will ever get done. Would ever get a good remake because you can't no, cap you can't again. No, you can't do it because like they would go overboard with the references. Mm-hmm. Like they would, they would make it too tongue in cheek. Where this yeah. movie is, this movie is as stupid as possible, tongue in cheek. It's like it's so honest about like what it's doing. It's just yeah, it, got, it, it, it's really great. I mean, I really like like. You have the biker gang who they could be doing lots of the killings. You have the policeman who's shady as fuck. You yeah. have the killer that's on the loose because the body's like, is it a resurrected thing? Because it is an Italian guy. Is it, is it some zombie that's walking the earth? But you have the priest there that was during that was there during the killing. That like, which is so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so much shit going on and everybody's interplay with each other. The red herrings are amazing, but like yeah. they really don't give a good. They really don't like give you those hints. Like they just give you the herrings. Yeah. Now in like modern twenty twenty three context, it almost feels like if I programmed into like an AI to make a movie, it'd be like I'd, I'd write in hard bodies. I'd write in nail gun massacre, the wraith, red herrings, and then it would like generate this this thing right you know i i I forgot to put in uh copious titty yeah i forgot i i forgot copious titty next time i i put this through the ai i'm gonna put in sex scenes for the for the process yeah that could be like you know the nightmare of it x-rated you know what i mean like that sort of yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, you're not you're hitting all the points because honestly, I think this film is fucking fantastic. I think it's, it's oh yeah, great. It's, yeah. it's it's still super enjoyable. It's not as sleazy as I want it to be, but at the same time, yeah. it's like it's it's so it's so yeah. like it copies American slashers and and sex comedy so well, but it does it in a different way that's like a little bit off, and it's like oh yes, an Italian person made this. The only yeah and. I think the like the Italian film, the feel rather too, is really hardcore scene of something going on at night, and then boom, right back into sunshine. Uh, everyone's having a good time. I'm like, that's an awkward cut, but if it's yeah. in time, it makes sense. It, it like makes perfect sense. Like it's okay. Yeah. And and I, I mean, this film like it cuts through the formula of slasher because sure, some people in this die that you expect to die. But then there's, like, characters that are set up, they should die by all rights, and they don't. Yeah. Like, uh, for instance, you know, spoilers, the Reverend's the killer. He doesn't kill his slut daughter. You would expect that'd be, like, his last kill before the final confrontation, right? Yeah. Um, 
and and no one kills that sneak thief who pops up a couple times you know who the, the guy who like he's hanging out with there talking with the chicks is like Oh, you're a marine biologist, so am I. Oh, where'd you go to school? School of hard knocks. And then then someone screams about, you know, the 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 dingus, the the typical character in 80s slasher movies who like who likes horror movie makeup and pretends to be like dead or actually yeah. no, it's the shark. It's the shark guy that yeah. time. Oh no, he's the same guy. Same guy. The same guy, he, the yeah, same he, guy he, that he also fakes his death in the sand wherever he says, Come on over, oh my god, we found a body. Ah, and then oh, here I am again. And then they find him dead later, and all the cops yeah. are like, you silly kid, and then he falls over dead. Yeah. It's a, it's a good gag, but it's like you expect like the sneak thief to also get it at some point, right? You expect yeah. the the slut daughter of the Reverend to get it. Yeah. Um But it never happens. And although the that that fucking uh that motel manager. He got <laughs> that is, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that guy's that guy has to die. Like he's But like the 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 prostitute that is like in a big granny gown, which why are you you know, if you're uh, it doesn't make any sense to me, and you don't even get to see anything. Like all no. that should be at least bouncy bouncy on top of somebody, you know what I mean? You don't get anything. I feel completely gypped. I yeah, want my money. And, and it's and I was also like that that's one of the more unbelievable sequences too, where she discovers you know the dead home, dead hotel manager immediately runs to the elevator to go down and like the killer just happens to be perfectly situated on top of the elevator to kill her. It's like I don't know about that. That no, feels yeah. a little. Yeah. That it feels a little set up. It feels yeah. like no, you'd be in the shower, you'd be in the closet, or you'd be somewhere near her. You wouldn't just be like, what if she took the stairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh my god, like every hotel has stairs. Yeah. What if she felt spry that day and decided to take the stairs? <laughs> like, like, no, I know she'll be bow legged, so she has to take the elevator. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I yeah, I, I do wish there was more of that character because she's kind of like a cosplay hooker because you know she's doing different characters for different Johns, right? You know, like mm-hmm. she she pretends to be like the the otherwise well-off socialite girl who like lost her pocketbook, so she needs, you know, the the wealthy old guy to help her and like, you know, you know, give give me a little bit of money so I can get back to my hotel room and and whatever. Okay, dear. And then the other, the other the cowboy. Yeah. And yeah. then she like pretends to be a nurse and it gives I, get, I I just learned a new massage technique. Can I show it to you in my room? It's like, yes, you can. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's multi-talented. She needs more time. She does. Actually, I yeah. kind of just want a movie of her. This this really talented hooker who like rents a hotel room for an, a spring break and just yeah. puts on different characters. You know, you could actually do a whole spinoff horror movie of that where You're like someone. Great. Someone stalking her and like killing her Johns and like you know, damn it, that that mm-hmm. would be that would be a that would be a fun movie. I think it's called Shifting Phases or something like that. And it's just yeah. her, just going through yeah. the night moves. Call it night moves, and you could use call the it sound night moves. moves. Yeah, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of movies called night moves, but you can you can do that. And yeah, like, who gives a shit? You're gonna have to copy have, everything else. Have have Bob Seger plan while she's banging some dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I try, right now he'd take it for the money. Mm. Mm-hmm. He would. We're at that um, moment where everyone's retiring and doing whatever they can for a paycheck, so we'll be good. Y- yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta say again, John Saxon and Michael Parks in this. Yep. 
fucking great. It's like Michael Parks is just like this on edge medical examiner or whatever who's like being yeah. pressured to hide he bodies. Is, he is not okay with what he is doing at all. Yeah. And then he blows his fucking brains out on, on the phone. I love that part of the phone where he blows his brain. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah! he gets all the he's <laughs> like, no, you're not so, there. No, he's dead. Yeah. It's like, listen to this. And then boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> but John Saxon, like, we learned that he's a kinkster secretly, too. Like, he's got, like, pictures of the dead bodies from crime scenes, and he's got, yep. like, whips and chains. And Well, again, uh, it's just one of those. here's the deal is though like it's a red herring but it's not because he's not you don't see the people getting tied up you don't get see the people getting raped at all you don't get see you don't get like any of that they're just dead 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 every time but at the same time he is the first on the scene so he is somewhat tantalized by this so you can tell and he is a creepazoid but yeah. at the same time, if you don't really read into that, he's just another red herring, which is crazy. But no, he's just a fucking ass corrupt piece of shit. Yeah, he's a red herring, but he's still a monster. Like, yeah, by, by all by all rights, he's you know he should be killed or put in jail as well. You yeah, know, like. and I think the film ties that up though too. That's why they do yeah. it, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I just found this funny too. Like uh, the ending of the film. They decide to throw in just as like a side joke, an environmental message when they're on the beach. It's like, oh, look, it looks like just after a concert with all this trash here. And then they show like a seagull on the beach and there's some trash and it's like, okay, okay, like you didn't earn that at all. Like (laughs) there was there was no thread of environmentalism in this film. It was all about spring breakers getting electrocuted on motorcycles. Like, let's let's. What do you think you are, Blood Beach? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. It was, it was, and yeah, honestly, but, most of the kills were not on the beach at all, except for the one guy that got buried in the sand, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like most uh, of it was just stupidity on the beach. And again, like you know, random victims in this. There's there's the one part where. Um, the the prankster guy he does he does the prank where he's laying in the sand dead or whatever yeah. and uh, yeah. there, there's this, there's this chick we briefly see dance and then she's like part of the crowd it's like oh that's terrible and then runs back to her trailer and the killer just happens to be in the trailer waiting for it. it's like okay that, that doesn't make any sense at all no. well i have that too when um the um the girlfriend of the guy that uh, diablo right yeah, fucking he. The killer comes into the room of her, and he's like, "Oh, baby, I knew they wouldn't kill you. Have you ever seen this guy in this costume? Have you ever seen, what? What? He's a biker. Do you know? Like he's he's a Hell's Angel style biker. Have you ever known him to wear a full leather bodysuit? Like you know, and no. a helmet. Yeah, and a helmet. Like no, they, like I didn't buy that for. Well, yeah, although, the other thing is like. I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, if you think he came back from the dead, do you think he would be someone that you'd want to see? <laughs> yeah, because like, like it, it's established that is that they they kind of did they not establish that the biker gang actually did like dig up his body, or was it the Reverend that did it? Uh, they, they were the Reverend that made it seem like he came back. Right, that was right, really, okay. It was, it was a little bit, uh, and then right there, he's like, he said he'd be back. You know, that kind of thing. Like, you're just playing yeah. into it. Playing into that, it. That makes sense, yeah. I, I was a little confused by that. Yeah, no, they would have been at the funeral. They would have 
seen the body go down and shit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all one thing. Oh, don't worry. No, no, don't worry. He's gonna be back. He'll be fine. He'll just be in a big body suit. He'll be he'll be perfectly normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and he'll only be like you know five inches taller than Diablo and uh, yeah. And the other thing and... that I like like the like. He just always has this ability to grab an electric wire, no matter where he is, and put it slowly towards you. But yet, every time it hits you, something different happens. Yeah, <laughs> I do like the the the, the, the prostitute in the, in the um of the uh, elevator. It like makes her neck all burnt and stuff like like mm-hmm. she got it like in the mouth and boof. But the right. other one, like her eye pops out and stuff. I'm like, yeah, what the hell? So. Shocker came out the same year as this. Did it come out before this? I kind of wonder. I I should have checked that because it I feels would probably like, say yes. Because I'm kind of feeling like there was like a little bit of oh, what's Wes Craven doing? Uh, maybe we can. <laughs> like if they, if they had to made the killer supernatural, then I would I'd be all all on board with okay, he could take an electrical wire and like use electricity to kill people and, and right. any way he wants to do it. But yeah, no, this movie is just like there's no rules. So what's what's your favorite kill out of this? Oh, this one? for me, I will tell you, it is a non-electric kill. Okay. My favorite kill is the woman that he he got and chained to in front of the incinerator. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's let's go back. Let's go back in time. Let's. I'll take. Let's go back. Remember, don't go in the house. Yes. From nineteen eighty, yes. how amazingly sexy that was. Yes, disturbingly so. Yes. This is like that, but just not as sexy, but still well done. Just that the fire just is coming out and just getting burned. I'm like. Man, that is awesome. Like, when you do this shit right, it looks great. Yeah, Don't Go in the House, definitely, it, it sparks memories of that. Uh, also, like, I had I had thoughts of Sleepaway Camp 2, where the uh, the two twins get stuck to, like, like they, they, they put her... I, I can't remember how she burns them, but, like, she burns one, and then the other twin wakes up and sees her burnt twin. Oh, and yeah, then, burn, she wakes up and sees the other one burnt. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then, oh, then she gets awesome. burned. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, that's a great kill. Um, I'm trying to think what my favorite one is. Honestly, I think I got to go with I got to go with the biker chick just cuz like with the eyeball eyeball gag. Like it makes no sense with electricity necessarily, but right. I don't care. I like a good eyeball gag mm-hmm. and and if there was they, if there was no incineration one, I think I'd have to go with the first kill that really sealed the deal for me. Like I have to keep watching this film, which is the one on the first bike. When she just oh, oh. hit the button and she just explodes into like like sparks and flame. Uh, actually I'm gonna change it. It's it's actually uh the buddy. I had a note here that these all these uh guys they and, and gals, they look like they're ready to go to save by the bell. Yes, yeah, absolutely. All, because they're late 80s, early 90s in their dress, right? And, like, the buddy of the main character is basically Mario Lopez or whatever his fucking name right. is, right? He, yeah, where he falls under the bike and grabs it. Yes. and But, like, what I love about that is that kill's so mean-spirited because he just got done getting his ass kicked by the bike. Ass right? kicked, yeah. Yeah. And he got booze poured on him and shit, and, he's like, he's just a mess. And then he's like... He sees the biker killer. He's like, "You want to fuck with me, man? I'll fuck kill you!" And then just swings and 
puts his hand on the fucking thing and like, yeah, that that's pretty good. That's pretty cold. Like that's yeah. I remember I dated a woman, a girl, a long time ago that looked like Timber Tim Tiffany Amber Thiessen, okay. except if you bought her from Wish dot com. <laughs> Tiffany Tiffany Amber Thiessen at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good time. Um, but yeah, this this movie is fun. Like it it like this is. There, there's there's certain slashers that are like super scary and effective. Then there's other slashers that are just like party slashers. This is definitely you know? a party slasher, absolutely. Yeah, like, like this is one you watch with your friends and and just have a fucking great time with. And and it and it's got so many like just weirdo Italian like out of left field ideas about what American movies are like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not convinced that Lindsay didn't direct more of this than what he lets on. Like I, I'm pretty okay. sure he was. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure at the very least, he was standing there be- behind Harry K- Kirkpatrick and like giving him notes and shit because right. this is this is so Italian as fuck. Like, oh, that's the weird thing is like when you see like you know he was doing this when they got uh, kicked off. That's like in the first fucking two minutes of the film. But this mm-hmm. one, I could see like him doing like I did all the kills pre pre film and then we put all the film together after that. Could be, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause like that, that, that um, incinerator film. I don't believe that wasn't Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So you know, release info for this. There are DVD, Blu-rays out there. Amazon Prime. You can get it on Daily Motion if you want to suffer through that. Fucking, um, I was doing another podcast the other day, and it's like, oh, the only version of this movie to watch is on Daily Motion, and unless you like have a paid. Yeah, you're going to get ads every 30 seconds? Yes. Horrible. I can't believe that site's still up. Trivia for this, we'll just get into this thing with with Lindsay. So, uh, Umberto Lindsay, originally hired direct, had a falling out with the producer just as production started and wanted to be taken off the film. He stated in a 1996 interview that he found the story too similar to his earlier film, Seven Bloodstained Orchids. What? This is... This is nothing like Seven Bloodstained Orchids, <laughs> other than there's murders in it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where he gets that. And decided before shooting began that his name would not appear on the film. Uh, screenwriter Harry Kirkpatrick, also known as James Justice, was given the job directing and received sole directorial credit, although he convinced Lindsay to remain on the set in an uncredited advisory okay, capacity. Okay, so he was right there the whole time. Yeah. For years, many horror, horror fans thought Harry Kirkpatrick was an alias for Lindsay, but Lindsay has stated in interviews that he really, that there really was a Harry Kirkpatrick and who wrote and co-directed that film. He explained, my contribution consisted solely of providing technical assistance. I Bullshit. Well, what's technical so, so assistance? And he goes, you know what? In my film, Seven Bloodstained Orchids, kill like this every yes. fucking thing. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Spring Bank should be considered the work of Harry Kirkpatrick. I disagree. Uh, Italian film historian Roberto Curti stated later that Lindsay directed the film but refused to sign to it, allowing the credit to be assigned to Harry Kirkpatrick. That sounds more likely. Yeah, that sounds very much more like it. And I think yeah. a lot of that stuff was added in later as a fill-in. Yeah, that, that feels right. Um, and of course, we mentioned this. Uh, the jackets worn by the Demons biker gang sports the logo of the 1985 Italian horror film Demons, aka Demon Eye. Demon Eye. Or Demoni. 
maybe. The As the Italians say, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, Paul, anything to uh, promote before we uh, kick off? Well, yeah, of course. Uh, I have the PA Brew News, uh, basically a beer review channel. I have the Maniac Speed podcast on that if you want to hear any weird-ass podcast from us, which if you're listening to this, you might be interested in. Check it mm-hmm. We have the... Paintings by P uh, by what was it uh, painting with P A Brunews on YouTube and oil paintings by P Romali on Instagram, and also do check out the newest edition, which is P A Outdoors Cup on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram for Pennsylvania enjoyments of the outdoors and camping and whatnot. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Paul and his lovely fiance like traversing right. around the uh, state and uh, looking at interesting places and uh, having adventures. So that's cool. In, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, hope hope you enjoyed these uh, little uh, bonus episodes we put out for you this this October. And, and uh, if you uh, like the if you like the horror movie bonus op, um, episodes, please tell him to all join. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, until next time, we're out of here. Goodbye. Bye. been listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.